Hey everybody, Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. Last year was a hell of a year, wasn't it? Well, hey, I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor of the Modern Cowboy Podcast for 2021, National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From Western fashion, hats, boots, jeans, and shirts, to saddles, tack, essential horse and livestock supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is the one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, I am thrilled to announce that NRS will be adding our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, including caps, t-shirts, and hoodies to the NRS stores, catalog, and website. For our listeners, we have a special discount just for you. Receive 5% off on all products at www.nrsworld.com, and that's all products, by using code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout. Again, that's code MODERNCOWBOY. Hey, also, be sure and check out the Modern Cowboy brand NRS link in our Instagram bio to see my favorite pics of the latest Western fashion in cowboy gear. And remember... Use the code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for your discount. I want to sincerely thank all of you who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and are a part of our community since we launched in 2018. To all of our amazing guests who have shared their stories on the show, our loyal podcast listeners and customers, the Modern Cowboy brand is for you. From the punchiest West Texas cowboy, weekend warrior roper and boot scooters, to the guy or gal in the city just getting their first pair of boots, and to everyone around the globe that loves the iconic representation of the cowboy, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Here's to wishing you health and happiness in 2021, and may God bless you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Super excited to have my guests on today. Uh, we were having quite the uh, conversation before we, well, we were actually recording, but it probably won't be on the show. But uh, that being said, you know, living here in Wickenburg, Arizona, uh, the team roping capital of the world, uh, I meet all kinds of people. It's really crazy. I mean, everybody everybody comes here at one point in their life that's involved in, in, in team roping or rodeo. I've got a good friend, Randy Reiner. You guys that have listened to the podcast before know who Randy is, and he's an equine dentist. And so he's been in and out of town, and uh, I've met several different people with him and some great uh, horse trainers uh, and just all different kinds of people. So Randy's in town here, I don't know, a month or so ago. I don't remember when it was. He calls me. Hey, I'm here. You want to have dinner? I have said, sure. So we go to dinner, and we're sitting there talking, and... Uh, He's got a young kid with him that's that's helping him, Devin. And so we, we get we get to chatting, and, and Devin ends up telling me about this company that his mom uh, is involved in and owns. And we shot a few games of pool. We had a great time. Super good kid. Uh, really enjoyed it. So, of course, immediately like I do, uh, I'm a social media addict like a lot of us. I, I immediately look look them up and, and see their company, and they've got a big following. And then I actually know – have heard of their brand and their their product, but I didn't really. I don't know. It, it's it's weird. You know about it, but you don't really know about it. I've I've actually never bought one of them. I'm going to now, but I've seen them. I've seen other people use them a lot. So uh, anyway, I just thought it'd be really cool to have them on here. Their story. So I have uh, Chris Jacobson yes. and Aaron Olson. I got that right. right? <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, they're uh, in Weatherford, Texas, right now. So. Uh, Ladies, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you. That wasn't too painful, was it? No. no. Got the first <laughs> shot done with. <laughs> yeah. So, so Aaron, Devin is your son, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how, again, how I found out about you guys. Um, your company is called Hey Chicks. Yes. Yes, it is. And so <laughs> let, let's, let, let's just start from there. Let's tell uh, the listeners what your company is, what you guys do, and, you know, just the story about how it got started. Well, um, back in 2008-ish, the whole world was going through a market crash, um, you know, housing market and whatnot, and we both had a boatload of horses. We were working for – she was – rehabbing horses and I had fostered a few from um, the hoofed animal rescue in Minnesota and we had a way more horses than we could afford to feed at that time um and the world was coming to an end yeah <laughs> right yeah I, rem- I remember it very well <laughs> right yes um I actually lost my house um shortly uh, around the time uh, shortly after we actually started mm-hmm. um and um we were trying to figure out how to continue to help the rescues and feed our horses and not have to sell them and our families at the same time mm-hmm. and so we um you know it was by the grace of god we were out in the pasture one day and we had all these uh talking about how can we afford it because we we had way too many horses and round bales at the time were going for like three hundred dollars they yeah, were it, you know there, nobody had money but <laughs> and nobody could afford to feed their horses and he did kind of skip past how we even met each oh, other too yeah i suppose <laughs> So <clears throat> you were, I was, um, I was a farrier, a barefoot trimmer and I had a Craigslist ad. And so she, <laughs> she had looked me up on Craigslist. Yeah. Because I had all these crazy horses that I was, you know, trying to save or in just, you know, how do you keep a farrier around with when you don't even know what's coming to your place? 
Right. And <clears throat> so she was crazy enough to come over and take it on. And, you know, luckily she survived some of them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all like happiness. And no, it wasn't. It, it was, it was we hard did, And we did help a lot of horses. We helped a lot and of horses. You know, yeah. we, we did learn a lot through that um so so i i caught the name of that you you were you called yourself the barefoot farrier no actually oh. um i was a barefoot trimmer um so oh, okay i did do farrier work but i didn't put shoes on and i specialized in doing like a pasture trim like people would normally call it but um more natural um gotcha. i was actually called rebel footworks because it was so against what everybody <laughs> had done in that time so um uh, and uh, and you know she was like the hoof evangelist at that point right. but over the last you know 12 years i will say mm-hmm. things it, were not against shoes or shoeing or any no. of that but you know you go through different times in your life where you believe and you see things but then as you have more life experiences you kind of realize there's a there's a there's, There's an, an, another way to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, right. I, you know, you don't want to step on toes, so to speak. <laughs> right. But there's a lot of ways to do the same thing. And right. So, but yeah, she was crazy enough to do that. That's how we met. And then it was funny story. My husband actually went to high school and lived right yeah, next like, to her. Yeah, like within a mile. Yeah. So oh I rode the bus with him back in the day. It was crazy. <laughs> it, it's yeah. It, so it's funny. We should have ran into each other at some point in life we probably did but we just didn't know each other at that point so so then but so basically you met through a craigslist ad yes yeah like for real like it's legit craigslist you know like not you know it's a relationship that has lasted and endured yeah. <laughs> but so yeah so she had that business and um we she had shown me some different ideas and then we started kind of collaborating our ideas together going well, you know, how do you, how do you solve this problem where we had so many horses, you know, for what we, so much waste. And so then we tried the, we thought, well, let's just put this net on a round bale deal. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought we were crazy. It was nicknamed the death net. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like people, you know, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because I mean, when you think of nets, you think about people, you know, know, naturally things catch and get caught and things like that. And so, we were like, oh crap, you know, like, are we doing the wrong thing? And you know what? It was winter time that year when we first started with it. And the next day after we put them out and went out there and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, our husbands didn't even, they were both like, what are you doing? You're just wasting money, you're wasting yep. this, you know? And so you had to like fight every negative voice in your own head. Plus, I mean, I had my dad speaking into me who is, you know, he worked at the Ford plant for years and years and years in manufacturing, all this stuff. And he's like, you know, you just, you know, you work for the man kind of a deal. And and so he always wanted me to, you know, he actually wanted me to go work at Ford, but (laughs) (laughs) thank God I didn't do that um, at this point. So we, when we saw this idea and it actually working, and then we were able to share it with some of our friends and it worked for them. And so <laughs> then it was like, wow, you know, cause at first it was just to kind of solve our own problems. Right. And then it was, well, if it's solving our own problems during a time when everybody's got these problems, why wouldn't we share it and stuff like that? So we ended up <clears throat> going ahead and giving them out to friends and different people to try and not having a clue about business. Okay. So, you know, she had been in the middle of a family business. I had done different things, you know, but it was 
prior to this. It's trial by fire is how we mm-hmm. have fought our way through it. Yep. Right. So. Well, you know, I I gotta just say something real quick. Uh-huh. You know, you come up with an idea. So, so you guys are are just I, ideal entrepreneurs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you you you've got a problem. You figure out how to solve it, and then yep. you know other people have that problem. So you're gonna solve that problem for them. Right. But I, I I've I've heard this before. Um, so you got this idea. People nobody believes in it. Right. And and they, they've they've talked about. I've heard this quote. It's it's goes something like, uh, you don't have to worry about somebody stealing your idea. Because if it's a good idea, you're going to have to ram it down their throats to get them to, <laughs> to like it. So you guys kind of had that to a certain degree starting right. out. Right. Oh, my gosh. And just like now looking back, it's like, we, you know, you look at the Bible stories. You know, Jesus had to go to preach other places, too, because even his yeah. own people in his community wouldn't listen to him. So it was like right. you just had to get past that. And so we but we had to get through like we didn't know how to start a business. We knew neither one of us. You know, I had worked construction. I had worked doing hair I had you know done those things mm-hmm. and it was like what do we do and so we went to the inventors network in Minnesota like we, there's a legit uh right. we went to this group and met some of the most interesting characters you'll ever meet in your life <laughs> yep <laughs> Patent attorneys are a total breed of their own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh I could just have had a video clip. Of, okay, so we went to this one, guys, and I won't say his name. But, <clears throat> you know, like the show, and I never really watched it too much, but Office Space, you know how it's just like clips of different things? Yes. yes. So we go and we walk <laughs> up. Okay, now this is a patent attorney. So this guy's a lawyer, right? Or attorney. Right. <clears throat> you would think you'd have, in Minnesota, you'd think he'd have his... Um, <laughs> His sidewalk shoveled in the winter. No, it was, it like, was a, like a path, like, like a go path to get to the door. And we're like, okay. This is our right. dark side. <laughs> and we go in and he gets, the, it's like the old, like, like enclosed porch, right? Yeah. And he's got this desk and he whips out a couple like folding type chairs for us. And we're like, but he, okay. had, he had like eight chairs yeah, lined, lined up. up. For people to sit in old school telephone like like rotary, you know, rotary. and oh my god i'm dying i'm, I'm got, dying i got, suck at uh, being legal yellow pad yes. yeah and he's like well tell us about your thing and she's <laughs> trying to keep the game i'm like and, oh my gosh what are we doing this is like we're freaking nuts like this <laughs> is insane and so you're sitting there trying to tell this guy who has no clue about horses or anything right <clears throat> and your he, idea he's writing as fast as he can. Every word, up, word for word. Every word. Fills up the whole sheet and then turns it sideways. <laughs> for real. And fills in the margin. <laughs> and then he rips it out and turns it over and starts filling up the back verbatim what we were okay, talking about. Okay, so what ha- I think I asked if he had a bathroom or something. And I think he said no. no. And I just, I lost it. And I think, did I go outside? Went outside. I went outside. Okay, just, just so I could laugh. Like, I was just dying. And Meanwhile, I, I thought I was, she was going to come back in and find me in, like, a plastic bag in pieces yeah, right? or something. Because this dude was so creepy. So that, so that so did you pay for that consultation no i don't i don't know and we also actually for his for his time because we were there a lot longer than we anticipated we uh sent him gift cards and a thank you letter yeah so i was just but we were just like what the heck and then our next guy you know because you shuffle through these stages of like Mm -hmm. trying to bring a product to life and you know, you get so fearful because everybody's like, oh, you got to get a patent. Oh, you got to do this. Right. Oh, you got to do that. Right. And you don't have a clue, you know, at the beginning about really that a patent. How much it's going to cost and well, if it's really going to protect you. And yeah. Right. And then you get told later on, well, 
are you sure you want to kick that bee's nest to try and protect the thing that you went and spent the money on to do? And you're just like, whatever. But so we went through many, many little things over the course of a couple of years and launched uh, Stinch Chicks at the time it was our business was called in 2010. Mm -hmm. So and and now this was in Minnesota. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. So. So it was initially called Cinch Chicks. Yes. And it's a it's a hay net that goes around your hay. Yeah. And it it solves the problem of having a lot of uh, waste and lost feed. Right. Yeah. It also solves a lot more problems than that. So the way it works is that because it's a net, horses graze through it and it slows down how fast they they can consume the hay. It reduces right. how you know anybody who works for anything treats it a little more sparingly, you know, you're a better steward of it. So they end up not wasting as much as, you know, they normally would. Plus we found out that it had so many other benefits. Like it would slow down horses that would choke. Um, Heavy horses weren't getting heavy anymore. Um, Our fat horses got thinner and our thin horses got fatter. And so we ended up doing a few studies at the university of Minnesota. That's kind of really what sparked and helped propel our business mm-hmm. and <clears throat> let's go back i just want to go back to yep. why we called it cinch chicks too for a second okay because, okay. <laughs> because at that time you know being in the being that we were horse people right mm-hmm. so you, right. you're trying to develop a name for whatever and our product was gonna be called the cinch net because it was easy right it was easy gotcha. to use we had a cinch strap we called it the cinch strap and maybe we probably, if anything, should have gotten in trouble from uh, the hefty company or something. Because <laughs> remember, it was like, cinch it up or whatever. Yeah. And so um, that was why we became, it was cinch chicks. And we knew at some point in our life, we wanted to have more things, but we just never realized, because there's so many other products out there that had the word cinch in their name. So that right. is why we were called And we did trademark it. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so... That was that, but then yeah, we got in on that study like right away in 2010 with the University of University of Minnesota, and they that really helped us because we knew it was working for the last couple of years, but right. to be able to have the proof of a university that is you know we I think this study had what was it 20 or 24 horses in it mm-hmm. that initial study yep. there was Nine no different in, feeders yep there was no injuries there were you know these horses had never seen the nets before there was nothing to prepare them they were never introduced properly even you know usually we intend mm-hmm. how we intend to introduce horses to these the product is to offer right. free choice hay and things like that so it was right. pretty cool to have that back our what we were telling people so yeah that's that's very cool so from <clears throat> from your idea Yep. And then you got a proof of concept. It's yep. a couple years, uh, you know, and, and I don't know what what your guys volume is and stuff now. And, and you guys can share whatever you want on that. Uh, when did you, you know, like take it to market? Well, well to, we took yeah. it to market in 2010. Yep. Oh, you um, did. OK. Yeah, we went to the Minnesota Horse Expo and we <laughs> failed <laughs> epically. <laughs> we did. Literally. So when we used to do trade shows, all these horse expos, yeah. we used to we we were broke. So we built right. our display. Actually, your husband built our display. It, it, honestly, we looked great. The, it, the, the visual <laughs> looked good, yes. you know. Um, but we had... We, somebody else making our product. Yeah, we had somebody else making our product. And we also would push in a real round bale into our booth. Because we couldn't afford the forklift to carry it in. Right. <laughs> so literally, me and Aaron rolled our round bale into our <laughs> You laugh now, but you know what? It yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. But for real, I mean, we busted butt and we 
like literally roll brown bales mm-hmm. into booths and, and people like would that. walk by and go huh i don't think my baller will take that kind of netting no lie yeah they, they, they really had no clue because it's it was never done before but we right. did sell all of our products at that so the, here's the there's why it failed FSA. we were having a different company manufacture our product at the time and right. we knew what we wanted but we didn't know exactly how to tell somebody how to manufacture it right you know we were saying right. this is what we want and so we ended up and it was only and now i i know this sounds sad but it was 12 nets and that was all we could afford at the time to have for inventory because you know when you're starting with 500 yeah. bucks that's what yeah. you do mm-hmm. and so um we had sold all of them and then we found out there was a problem problem with the seam like the people who had sewn them didn't sew properly like that and so oh, anyways no. here's another thing we didn't do we didn't collect information from those customers so then we <laughs> no follow-up <laughs> yeah so we're like oh my gosh so we thought it was the end you know yeah. and <clears throat> but tracked them all down on facebook yeah we, thing, fi- and we and figured it all out and, and we rectified all that situation but you know we learned so much through that right. and then as time went on um, we realized that we were basically telling another company how to do what we knew how to do. And we started manufacturing our own product. So that's, that was the transition too. And, and so now, uh, do you got, and did you guys start making them yourself then? Or did you, yep. yes. And, and, and so now do you, how, how, how many <laughs> nets do you make a year now? I mean, <clears throat> Thousands and thousands, uh, tens of thousands. Yeah, I would, you know, we'd, yeah, so that was, and that was, I, you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the problem. Now we're 11 years into this. So right. now other people keep track of some of those things. So we, if I would have had like a score sheet of what we were going to go through right. today, I could have got you some numbers and been, but because we're right at the end of, you know, coming into this new year, I'm not, I don't want to even say how many, but it's tens of thousands. Yeah. Now. It's crazy. Right. It's probably at least yeah. You know, and, and uh, yeah, obviously this is, is your, your guys full-time, yeah. Deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We manufacture currently up in Minnesota still. Aaron and oh, I do? live. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron and I live down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Now we um, have added a second location for HX and we are just getting stuff rolling down here. So. So are you going to start manufacturing in Weatherford also or? Uh, mineral wells. So right next oh, mineral to Weatherford. Yep. Okay. So, okay. Um, yep. We're going to. Mm-hmm. You know what? Here's the deal. You know how it is where you got a flashlight and you can see a couple spots ahead. Yeah, that's about yeah. what we've got right now. We know what right. we're supposed to do. We can only see a couple steps ahead, and that's about all he's given us. <laughs> so we're just right. like, okay, I'm going to trust to God. I'm going to trust you. Right. But honestly, you can see what the world's doing and up to, and and so who knows? I, Nobody knows what's going to mm-hmm. yeah, happen. It, it, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, so many people that there's a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, and then right. There's right. Actual, you, you know, I mean, people want to, but, uh, you know, to do it, as you guys well know, uh, yeah. it's it takes faith <laughs> beyond faith. It takes blood, sweat, no sleep. Yeah. Giving it to God. Say you're giving it to God. Get your yeah. gray hairs. Because you know you yeah. can give it to God, and then, <laughs> right? Because you're still trying to control everything, and you're still trying to control. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. never going to turn out the way you planned, right? But it's supposed yeah. to turn out better, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and you know that was that's a huge thing. Okay, so 
So when we first started, even though we didn't know anything, a few things that were really cool looking back is that Aaron and I knew that we didn't want to have dysfunction. I've dealt with it in my life. Right. She dealt with it in hers. So before right. we ever had a dollar, you know, on a notebook, we wrote down, you know, these are our laws basically mm -hmm. for uh, the H or since chicks. And then we turned to Hey Chicks, you know, a few right. years back. Um, but we said, you know, there was, it was 50, 50 every, you know, we made all that stuff up prior to right. money being involved and it has really, really helped us through everything. I mean, I mean, how many women owned companies do you know, going on 11 years that yeah. <laughs> not only women owned, but we also have 20, yeah, 20 employees or 20 some people that we work with females that we work with and one guy. Oh my God. That yeah. poor guy. Is he related, <laughs> is he related to you? Yeah. No. Is he related to either one of you or no? No. 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 We've, had, no. we've had our family work for us, and that yeah. doesn't always pan out real it well. Was, you know, I, I give so much credit to the companies out there that can do family businesses. Right. Because yeah. ours didn't go that way. Yeah. And it and yeah. we did have a lot of family working for us at the beginning, but it yeah. destroyed some. It still stuff. makes yeah. Christmas interesting. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, there's, there's a bunch of my family I don't even talk to. So, I mean, I, I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. And sometimes that's just better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you guys got, you guys have 21 employees in. Yes. And so payroll's always fun too. Oh yeah. That's the, that's where the gray hair comes from. Exactly. You know, like if I was to sit there and like, think about what like amount in a bank account used to stress me out to what now. And I'm just like, you know, if, if I would have ever had that, picture given to me in 2010 I right. wouldn't have been able to handle it I wouldn't have right. known I mean I, I'm not even kidding when I mean she lost her house then I was two years later I lost my house because we sat there and tried to hang on and then it was just like right. you know what you can't do it so we just put right. every effort into the business and uh if I would have known that for what I had had to file bankruptcy for you know, I'd be doing payroll, you know, like, right. come on. It's just crazy yeah. what God can do and bring you through in the fires that you'll go through, but that yep. you come out on the other side and you're like, Holy cow. You know, like I got tan, I didn't get burned. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, I've Tony Robbins said, he said it a lot of times, but uh, mm -hmm. he, he talked about before about how uh, he's asked people and himself yeah. as well. If you knew what you had to go through to get to the level of success or to achieve what you've achieved, do you think you'd do it? And, and many people, if I'd have known, or if I'd had that in front of me, I, I would said no. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, you, it, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Well, and yeah. another thing that we did um, that was your idea was when we first started. You know, we we put our we we had an agreement with God, basically. Right. Okay. That we were going to go for three years. We were yeah, going to work. This our is what off. I was going to say. And I totally got off track. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that this is, this is the only reason we're here. Right. We pull each other back. Right. right. <laughs> but when, and it was her idea and, and it really has changed everything in my whole life because we made an agreement that, okay, God, we're going to give you everything we got for three years. Right. And then we're going to look at it. And if, if we don't feel like we're coming along to where mm -hmm. we need to be and that we're doing that things aren't better than before we started um, and that um, we aren't growing in, in, you know, our spirituality and everything like that, that we are just not going to do it, but we will right. do everything we can for those three years. Mm -hmm. And we've redone it every three years since. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. 
because why keep doing something that ain't working? You know, it yeah. would be smarter to sell the business or do something like that if we were butting heads or getting into that kind of stuff. And and we right. want like the people that work with us, we're trying to, you know, trying to be a good example for. And right. and so, you know, I don't know how long we're going to get to do this. You know, right. each day, honestly, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, kicking and screaming, like, oh, you know, yeah. like the exactly. other day I went over to the shop, the new one down here. And I was like, what did we do? Like, what did we, like, I haven't even finished doing my stinking house. And now we got to do this remodel right. on like four buildings. And it absolutely reeks in the house and like, <laughs> yeah she hasn't been back over there yet lately and I'm just like oh god you know and then you know when you're you move to a new place and you're trying to sort through people of who you can trust and who's yep. going to show up and yep it's just a lot so yeah. absolutely absolutely but, but yeah it's all good yeah <laughs> um so you know getting back to your product too yeah. uh you know and again I, I'm I'm like I'm your weekender horse guy. I'd like to think that you know uh, mm-hmm. I'm a you know rough, tough, root, root, root and tootin' you know knows everything. Yeah. But what I do know, and from talking to people that are experts and stuff, and and just like Randy about uh, animals eating and feeding. Yeah. You know uh, horses that that aren't doing the normal grazing like they normally do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, cattle being fed like they're fed. Uh, and it has a big effect, like you guys talked about a little bit earlier, with just digestion and, and the whole mastication process, everything. There's a lot of things. Right. So this seems to probably solve a lot of those problems. Is it? Mm-hmm. Does it give more of an effect like like they are grazing because they can't just yes. like pig out and eat where, you know, uh, and it, yeah. So anyway, just talk to that a little bit. Well, the crazy thing is, is that one of the things, you know, when people first start using our product, they, you know, we always say offer your, the, using the net with hay, but also keep it the same way you were doing it. So if you were feeding your horse two flakes in the morning, feed that two flakes in the morning, offer two flakes in the net. And what people will end up typically seeing in like 90% of the time, at least, is that the horse will start to choose to eat out of the net versus the free choice pile. And so at first we were, we were stunned at it, but you know, we get it over and over and over. And so, um, the other thing too, is that when they're eating like that from the net, you will notice that they do salivate more. I mean, we have one of our main pictures that we use has like, you can see the wetness on the side of the mouth and things like that. And they have, you know, it's the same thing with people, you know, we're supposed to chew so many bites, you know, (laughs) most of us don't, most of us just You know, but um, we're in too much of a hurry running our right. businesses to sit down and enjoy food. But. Yeah, <laughs> but, but your your horses and and cattle are eating right. Right, right. Seriously, isn't that the freaking truth? Like yeah. that's all I feel like I've done for the last ten years. But I'm like, okay, God, if I get all to do all these things because I feed animals, but can I ride soon, please? Um, yeah, right. But no, so it's just. Um, that you know it starts the digestion starts obviously in their mouth and how they're right. eating and the whole the other thing though i think that really that we've noticed is it's just the mental thing and the stress and we were able to prove those things too with a study that they did at the university of minnesota with cortisol levels in horses that were either fed free choice how did, how did it go it was um so they had a free choice they had the big <laughs> hay nets with those huge holes that you get at tractor supply or whatever right Right. Um, and then they had our original net and mm-hmm. the one inch net. So yeah. we make we make multiple different mesh sizes so that okay. you can control the rate your horse eats um, as well. So you can slow them down even more. 
you know, if you have like a horse that's on stall rest, you can give right. them the tiniest little mesh if they are that kind of an eater where they're just so busy and it'll right. act like a pacifier as well. But in that, right. this is the second study that we did with the U. Um, and what they ended up doing was they were testing cortisol levels every hour. I think it was like every hour. You'd have to go back exactly and read, but it was it was very frequently. Yep. And they were also <laughs> testing the amount of hay that they consumed versus you know the different sizes versus a horse right. that's out in pasture. Mm -hmm. um, and so, well, I don't know if that one had the one that was out in pasture, but they found that compared to loose free choice hay that we slowed them down like well it's considerably slowed down but the horses that would be fed free choice so like right typically that's what most people that are feeding any sort of small square bale are doing you're giving them two to three flakes in the morning two to three flakes at night and they sit idle all those hours you know typically it takes them three hours to finish that maybe mm -hmm. if that <clears throat> if you're lucky and <clears throat> sorry about that and they were able to find that the horses that were running out of the hay were really stressed. And so, really? which you would think in my mind, even I was like going, oh, I don't know if we should do this, you know, because some of these studies, you just, you don't know what they're going to do when you get the information back. Is it going to be good for your business is it gonna, or your product or whatever? And right. that one inch net can be pretty, it, you know, it's, it's extreme. Slow. Yeah, it slows the consumption down. And what they found was that the cortisol levels with those horses were so much more even instead of the spikes of the stress that the horses that were getting fed the meals would get just because they were worried about when their next meal was coming or, Oh you know. my gosh. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but you know, and then we just, we just use common sense in our business too. You know, we are right. two horse people. So, right. you know, if I go out there and we, or we go out there or whatever, you know, she has her place, I have my place and we're doing stuff and we realize, you know, you got to watch your horses. You got to see when they're happy, you know, and right. when they're content. And the things that we were seeing when we had first started was that <clears throat> you go to put a bail out and they're not psycho trying to attack the tractor to get, you know what I mean? They're just, right. <clears throat> so you don't have to, have people out in front pushing them away and right yeah <laughs> right so there, i mean it's just like watching horse behavior and you know if you have if you're uh have that freedom that you have your animals at your house it's you notice things like that and then right. you know, if you if you have your horses boarded you can hear it when you walk down the stalls when and they're right. keeping their teeth on the bars mm -hmm. and they're banging on the doors and and things right. like that and so you know keeping them mentally stimulated along with being you know happy and their gut health. I mean, horses aren't right. As much as we want to have the convenience of feeding them this little meal, you know, I wish I wish it was better. I've used cake cubes and I'm not knocking things, but to only give your horse that ration and then they just don't have nothing else for the rest of the day. Right. They're going to pick up bad behaviors because they don't have nothing else to do. Yeah, absolutely. It makes total sense. <laughs> hey, getting, getting these studies yeah. done, did did you guys have to fund these yourself or partially partially there was other um you know what happens when they're in school is they all have to do different studies you know all the students right. and so they have to pick their um, projects but that that round bale feeder study has been one of the most widely spread used studies ever um really yeah they like they loved that one just because i mean it was it was so much information. It was good information. And then, you know, I mean, it's just been shared and other universities have tried different things and, 
And so that was really cool that we were in on that. Our first, like that was totally God's hand of grace on that one because that really helped us prove the concept of to even why do you want to slow feed, you know, or anything. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so it's been, and it's it was validated and it's been yes. revalidated uh, again and right. again. Well, and you know what? It, it can be validated with anybody who's used the net and then decides to go right. like, oh, I don't want to put a net on. And then go put a bailout. It explodes. And they're like, why did I do this? You know, they right. got the round bale right. spread from here to Timbuktu. And you're like, well, that was a waste of, you know, I mean, I'm or I'm just putting it or uh, order for hay right now. And in the one, you know, big square. And this is not even. I think I'm getting a good deal on what I'm getting. And it's like $245 for this big square. And I'm like, that's, that's all. Think about that. Like that's, if people yeah. are willing to throw it's down like yeah. literally dollars coming yeah. out. And, yeah. and so if you go start just, ah, I just, the waste and the money. And when you can kind of, I don't even care how much money you have. You still right. should be, you should not be wasteful. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. well, and most people wonder, you know, they, because it is an investment mm -hmm. to buy our product. Right. And right. so we did the math because of that. Oh, yeah, study. we have. Yeah, we, have we, we did the math to figure out that, honestly, if you buy a round bale, right. a round bale net for your for your round bales and you put mm -hmm. it on by the time. What is it? I think it was five. If you had five horses, if you have the five. initial study was if you had five. Yep. Something. Yeah. If you have five horses, you will. The net will pay for itself and the hay you don't waste in like three weeks. Mm -hmm. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, that was based on what the university actually found, those numbers. So right. and then way back in the beginning when we first started, the only way that we could get people to try try our product is if we offered a money back guarantee. Mm -hmm. If right. it doesn't work, we'll buy it back. Right. right. We set the standards because you know what you were talking about the the one uh, entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs or whatever. Right. There was there's been a lot of people that have wanted to copy what we've done. I was, yeah. was gonna ask you, anybody yeah. try to knock you off? Oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot. And I used to get so frustrated because like I'd hear people say our same story and I'm like, that did not happen to them that way. I, you know, maybe it did. Or sell, sell something that's not even close and say it's as good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and right. things like that. And so you, at first you get like, I don't butt hurt about everything. And you're like wanting to defend and go out and beat people up and <laughs> all that. But then it was just like, you know what, when we just kept our focus on yeah. we have something good we need to just continue to share our product with our customers right. and, and serve like, our customers yeah, and serve our customers and that's that's the key we i think we've been we've really tried to be really good at serving our customers and right. making sure they have what they need they have the answers through our customer service and things like that because it's you know when you're starting to feed horses and livestock differently that can be stressful you know if you're like oh yes. my gosh am i doing this right wait you know and um so We've tried to educate, you know, our customer, vets, whoever is wanting to learn and then kind of just trickled through. And a lot of people that have come onto the market have gone off the market. Mm -hmm. And right. it, because for one, it's not I don't you know, I don't know how much manufacturing experience you have or any of that, but it's not easy to do that. Like manufacturing. Oh. So, yeah, I. I yeah. have some experience in yeah. manufacturing. And oh yeah, you do. Yes, you do. With the Dally the, King, right? the Dally, the Dally yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, that was a big lesson. Yeah. We, we call that we call that the fifty thousand dollar lesson. That's what oh, we yeah. call. It. Oh yeah, we've had some forty thousand dollar mistakes too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we've called. Yeah. But luckily, and, we... and my, and the Dally King was a great 
it's a great product yeah. uh, uh-huh. and it works good and everything, but it costs so much to manufacture. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. And when I went into it, uh, you know, and now I look back, I got this new Blackstone grill the other day and I go, they're made in China, but mm-hmm. this thing's like 350 bucks. It's amazing. And when I was putting it together, I go, this is who I need to make the Dalek King. Cause the Dalek King costs, it cost me $700 at a minimum to make per unit. Really? And, oh my God. Yes. And, and having the guy do it, it anyway, when you, that just triggered me thinking about that but anyway uh-huh. it's it's, yeah. it's in the past now and we move forward but yeah, yeah. and yeah, manufacturing's not easy and manufacturing staying made in the usa like that's what we exactly. have been able to accomplish like you it, know not everybody cares but i really truly believe that our customer base does i yeah. care and especially yep. in this day and age i care yep i yep. I want to know that I'm doing everything I can to keep jobs here and to support right. our yeah. country. And especially, I mean, yeah. So no, I, I get it. Well, you, you know, and, and I've talked about this before and, and I don't try to, I don't try to make anybody mad about it, but, but the thing that I, cause I think about that, cause yeah. I went through a period of my life, man, when if, if I only made in USA yep. period in the story, yep. that's it. Nothing. I wouldn't touch yep. anything, but you know, then I realized, you know, there are other countries that make stuff too. And, and yep. we've got trade and whatever. Mm-hmm. China, though, is like it's it's like, well, we know what that is. Yeah. But we we look at one of the biggest brands in our industry that's mm-hmm. patched up so many people, and yep. they make they make a Patriot boot with our American flag on it and digital camo on the top, and it says right inside of it, "Hecho in China." It's yep. made in China, right? You know, so but you know, so business wise, sometimes you know you may have to do certain things, but but yep. I I agree with you. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, I'm off on a tangent now. <laughs> well, you just got to put in the work. You find out what your values are. What do exactly. you value most? Right. What do your customers value the most? And for us, it was helping our customers. And right. most of our customers are people who work in the United States and right. people who care about that. You know? Right. So that was that's where our values lay in. We have, yeah. I mean, we have, oh my gosh, we've sent nets all over the world. Yep. We've sent nets to Israel. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I remember them. They're like, oh my gosh, we're printing a label to Israel. And I'm like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. So that was neat. Um, but that that's a whole cool. nother, you know, that's a whole nother deal too. It's International trade. Yeah. Shipping <laughs> and trying to get the product to go to the place without yeah. it like costing twice what they bought it for. I mean, it's crazy right. what they tack right. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is nuts. Have you guys had any uh, companies reach out to you in terms of interest of, of acquiring you? Or do you guys have a plan for an exit? I mean, is that something that you're looking for? Or <laughs> You know, we were in a uh, business uh, a business plan contest yeah, a while back. And it was funny because that did help us figure out how to do business too. And right. when they said, so what's your plan B? We're like, without missing a beat, we're like, there is no plan B. It's just believe, you know? <laughs> so oh. naive and, and they still are. But, but they laughed at us. But I swear, I guarantee 90% of those people that went through that thing are probably not alive still as far as their businesses. Right, right. Because that whole thing was all, that whole business plan, it was a contest um, where you basically did your, your sales pitch to mm-hmm. angel right. investors and we had no idea what an angel investor was you know like right. we didn't even know that at the time what we were doing was called bootstrapping it because nobody right. would give us a, a dollar because right. <laughs> we had had to you know do what we had to do to even you know get out of where we have, were at have you guys taken in any capital from anybody or are you guys just no. been self-funded the whole time good for you yeah mm-hmm. debt free mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my it, gosh. It, it's not easy because no. you really learn what cash no. flow means. Um, yeah. We didn't. If. Yeah, we didn't know, and so <laughs> we were broke many, many times, and like yeah. didn't take a check when just yeah. so we could make payroll and. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 never know what you're gonna go through and things like that, but. Yeah, we've read, you know, you, you, you listen to podcasts, you do this, you read books, you, whatever yeah. profit first was like a game changer for oh, us for a couple sure. of years ago. We really, yes, I, I read that read book too. Okay. Yep. So we listened to it. Then we modified what we did with it. Right. It worked. It's working. Yeah. That's all I gotta right. say is because honestly, when like the accountant and the bookkeeper would be like, you gotta have a budget. And we'd be like, well, how, like, I don't know how to do that. You know, just yeah. how many yeah. sales are we going to have? <laughs> right. How can we budget yeah. that? So yeah. it's been really cool to figure it out how to do it for us. And we figure we're going to let it go for, you know, a couple more years to really prove the concept of what we're doing. And then we will share to other right. people because I don't want anybody going, well, blah, you know, blaming their loss of something on me or right. Or, right. But, um, but really it's, it's changed what, we've done with our business because we actually tell the money where to go instead of the money telling us what we can do with it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I, I like this saying, I don't know who said it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I made it up, but, uh, if you buy it on credit, you're going to regret it. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it's not easy. Yeah. It's so much easier to no. go and, and get a credit card and max that sucker out and hope mm -hmm. that you yep. can pay it. Cause we yeah. started as a very seasonal business. Yeah. I mean, right. People only fed, fed hay in Minnesota in the Midwest, you know, in the winter. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So we were, yeah, and our reach at that time was very, you know, it was limited. Yeah, maybe, you know, it was more Midwestern. And now, obviously, we're throughout all the United States and things like that. But, you know, all that takes time to right. spread. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to my question. I don't think I don't think we got an answer. <laughs> Have you guys had anybody approach you to, uh, to you know, acquire you or do you have plans for an exit? Well, we've had chit chat back and forth with different companies, but honestly, right. I would not say that anybody's come up and just handed over. I think right. we've kind of lived in this nice little tiny bubble that we like that nobody really knows what we got going on. And right. I remember, um, what's, what's Mick? What, what company oh, was he from? The Outback, um, he's got an Outback clothing company and he's had a lot of, his name is at the trade shows yeah. right and i remember him walking right. by one time because we'd always put on this you know trade shows were our main thing that right. we like we on how we would reach new customers and so right. i remember him when we were setting up one time walking by and go you know you guys really do a big thing on a small topic and i was like hmm but he said it in australian so it sounded way cooler right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it made me realize like we, we have, we have done something like it's a hay net. Come on. It's right, a hay right. net. And, right. but yeah, we have used our platform to build a brand and now we are, you know, starting to get wider with what we're doing. Right. Uh, first, obviously still offer the same products that we've always offered and things like that. Right. But as far as an exit strategy, I don't know yet. You know, I right. haven't, I haven't felt the need to exit yet at all. Um, the, you know, you should always have, you know, other options, especially you never know which industry is going to take a big hit and things like that. But that right. was the thing with our industry. Like we, we are helpful when the economy goes bad, you know, right. we're born in a recession. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's where we're at right now, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Well, the thing is, too, is you guys are you guys are still in a, a growth, super growth phase, really. It seems mm-hmm. to me, yeah. you know, and and it's it's like maybe another ten years, uh, people are going to look at you and go, "Oh my gosh, they're an overnight success." When you know, really, right. it's you know, twenty years or twenty two years or whatever mm-hmm. of blood, sweat, and tears, and and, and then maybe somebody yeah. comes and acquires you. Then, I mean, you never know. But I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff just interests in, interests Yeah, too, I, I'm sure, you know. you know, I'm sure if they knew what we were up to, they'd be knocking on the door probably. <laughs> but we've just kind of kept it quiet. And that's sometimes right. what you got to do. I mean, sometimes it's people want to flaunt what they got going and this and that. And it's like, right. I don't know. You know what? Just run your own race. The, yeah, we call it the walking stick, you know, and oh. you got to be quiet. It was it's just a thing that came. We have it. We'll have to send it over to you for the show notes. But one day we were out trying to plan our master, you know, marketing meeting for the year. And there was this walking stick that was, bug. yeah, like a real walking stick that was stuck right. over on the, on the building and went over and picked it up. And why, I don't know why we did that, why we took a picture. And then why, when we looked up the meaning of what a walking stick is, you know, it was talking about how you keep your plans under wrap and you like, just don't need to tell everybody what you're doing all the time, because sometimes that'll that'll set you back you know when right and especially sometimes when you have good ideas but they take time you know Mm -hmm. i mean you know that it like stuff takes time and and sometimes things come up and so if you go out you know telling the world oh we're launching this and then that doesn't happen or you know then right kind of set yourself up for not to be trusted or not to be whatever so right yeah it's funny you say that too because uh I just closed the deal with National Roper Supply, uh-huh. and uh, I just posted the the first video yesterday because they did they made an order and they're uh-huh. they're going to be carrying our whole new line of apparel, awesome. and, we, and you know and uh, and also uh, our protein powder, the Cowboy yes. Way. Which, so, by the you way, know, that is the yes, best. Name. Love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, love yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I love it too. But so, but it's it's funny, you know, when I started this podcast and started this whole journey with the Modern Cowboy brand, I had no idea where it was going either, you know, mm-hmm. and. And it, like you were just saying, it, it takes so much time. Yeah. And I mean, I've, it's like, I made no money doing this. I mean, it costs money to produce things. It costs money. Right? I, I, I uh, gave away so many t shirts and oh, caps yeah. and, uh-huh. you know, and, but yeah. it all started, it all started off the heels of the Dally King, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand, man, right where you guys are at. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'm so impressed with you guys. And I just, I just think, you know, your story needs to be told. Uh, cause I, I think it can just impact, you know, not people just in our industry, but just people, period, you know, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. Well, and I think, you know, and and not to like toot our horn or something, but I think the thing that's kind of inspirational for right now, this day and age is our country is kind of going through some crap. We all know that. And so to look back 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when we went to market and go, it was going to crap then. I mean, right. you were in the construction right. industry then, right? Right, right. Okay, so yeah. that's my we, husband. He lost we, his, yeah. We lost, lost five, 5.2 million is what we lost. Right, so. okay, <laughs> yeah. And my husband, that same thing, they had a family business, that fell apart. I mean, there was so much destruction that happens yep. in those times. But yeah. out of that, like, I feel like when these things happen, it's like you're in the sifter, right? Like God's right. taken and shaken and sifting and whatever. And, and so what is left? Like 
go for what is getting planted inside of you at that time. Like start to, we, I hope that our story kind of inspires people to just go, no, if you can, if you can make something happen in that time, like what really is needed during these right. times, that's where the right. good stories come from because right. Right. people do eliminate and quit buying certain things or whatever. Yep. I mean, you ain't going to buy crap with your stupid $600 check. You know what I mean? Like right. to, or, right. you know, any of that stuff. That's not, right. that's, you know, that's not what we need to be focusing on. We need to be focused on what can we do to help people through the bad, the good, all of those things. And then look at what ideas kind of stand the, test of time and things so absolutely absolutely well you know hey we're getting kind of close to the end uh, yeah. but i always ask these questions we haven't we haven't really talked much about <laughs> it but do, do you guys have a favorite uh, brand of cowboy hats okay so i've been thinking about this and i didn't want to be i didn't want to lie like i here's no, the, well, don't, don't. okay good because <laughs> i'm not a liar so i would be like oh you know whatever and you know one of the big things that we have learned through business is and this is true i promise you before this hat question question came up is there's a lot of all hat and no horse okay right in the right. industry i feel like i've been all horse and no hat no hat okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't wear a hat i well uh, you know what i don't know if i carry my stress upstairs or what but i get a headache from hats a lot of times so i mean i i've got a hat made um god it uh Oh, God, it was at Pink Buckle two years ago. I got this nice hat, and I uh-huh. when I start running and stuff, and actually can ride my horse and make runs, yes, then right. then I'll wear it. But right. like on an everyday basis, I don't. But I promise you, I'm out there, you know, shoveling crap and feeding horses. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron, how about you? You wear well, hats? I'm learning to rope. Um, and oh, so okay. I, Finally went and found one that fit. I've tried hats over the years and never found one that fit me good. So I have an American hat that is uh-huh. a long. Apparently, I have a long oval head. That's, <laughs> so, that's what I've got too. Yeah, I've got the same thing. But. Right. So it's actually it's an American hat. It's just a straw, and I've been practicing wearing it while I wrote because I've you you usually it's a ball cap, you know. Right. But right. yeah, the American hat is the only one I've ever had that actually fit me without hurting me. Yep. Yeah, they're, and their 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 hats are awesome, and their straws are 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 amazing. They're double mm-hmm. lacquered. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks I'm going to have uh, Keith Mundy on the the president of cool. the company. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, how about boots? You guys, you guys have to love shoes and boots. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about um, favorite brand. Well, I'll say that uh, for years I always wore Ariats and uh-huh. uh, just you know good all around work everyday boot few years back when I could start to afford a little spendier boot, I put on some Lucases and like to put on a boot that you didn't have to break in was unbelievable to me. So that's kind of been my little go-to, I would say now is I I really do like them. So I like Ariats, I do, but um, I really love, I have a pair of tin halls that are my favorite. I would not suggest it for anybody to wear in the northern climate in winter because it will <laughs> kill you. Like bottom. Right, right, right. <laughs> it right. is the most dangerous shoe you can ever wear on ice, snow, sleep, right. anything. So, right. but no, I have a pair of tin halls that they are seriously my favorite. Mm-hmm. How about Western movies? You guys have a favorite? I was thinking about this because. I suck at remembering names and things like that. Like, like I know I like music, but I don't like remember artists or titles and things like that. But right. as, when I was growing up, 
I used to always watch Westerns with my grandpa and he would always call us pilgrims. So I think it would have to be, you know, John Wayne back in the day, but I'm not going to, and I know there's two movies that he said that howdy pilgrim, you know, and right. Right. (laughs) And that, that's my biggest memory is just from my grandpa who is awesome is just, you know, the pilgrim deal. So that would probably be my old favorites. And for me, so I grew up in the city and didn't right. have horses. And I remember, it's not a lesson, <laughs> but when City Slickers came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember um, my, because we weren't supposed to watch it because I was too young, I think. Well, I don't know how old I, I don't Norman, know. Norman, that was Norman the calf's name. Norman was the calf's name, yeah. Yep. And yeah. I just realized that they could, if they could go out and do cowboy stuff and ride horses, being from the city, that I could right. do. And eventually we moved out out of the city and got a little acreage and I worked my butt off and got my horse. And, and mm-hmm. so that's probably the start of my whole <laughs> love for horses. You owe it all the city slickers. <laughs> well, that, that's a great story though, too. And, yeah. and did that movie inspire you to want to ride horses or did you have that desire before? I think I was born with that desire. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah um, I, got, I, exactly. I think it's just something that was in me. I mean, right. I remember being little and get bit in the face by a pony at a pony ride. And, <laughs> you know, I we've all got, I've got a bite mark from a pony on my arm. Too. Like yeah. every little devilish pony. I still have one. Right. right? And I don't know why we keep that little sucker. But, uh, that, that's funny. Cause my first uh, horse I got was a little Shetland pony. I was five years old. My dad brought it home, put me on its back. I I, I got home from a swim lesson. We lived in the, in the city too, in, uh, in a neighborhood. We kept it in the backyard. This is no uh, joke. Yeah. And uh, it, it used to get loose. Our, our house backed up to the school, and it would get loose and run through the schoolyard. But oh, he put me yeah. on that. He put me on that thing, and it was it, we were in a subdivision, but it was being built out, so there was country on the other side. Somebody shot a shotgun across the street, and the horse took off with me. Oh and, no! You know, so the most fearful thing you could have happen, but still, I mean, I still wanted to keep riding. Were you in it, California? Yeah, that was in right. California. So now, yeah. like, doesn't Rob Deerdeck or something like have his little miniature horses oh, and stuff and, like, I, in the city? And yep, so did, so did uh, the Schwarzenegger. He had yeah, many horses oh, in his yeah. He does. He's got the horses and the little donkey, too. That's yeah, right. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Too funny. Well, hey, so if if people want to go find you guys on social media and website, you want to throw that stuff out here? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll put it in the show notes, too, but go right. ahead and. Hachix.com is our website. And then that's H-A-Y-C-H-I-X.com. Okay. Yep. And then same thing on social media, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm Hachix Aaron is my Hachix Chris, but yeah, watch, <laughs> watch out for that stuff. Like I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many irons in the fire at times to try and keep everything, you know, it's like, I, I hear you. I, I, I got my go to I, I, pages. I got my fire going right here. Yeah, you can tell yeah, my fake. I know, my, my I know. Fake. I like that. Right. like that. Like that a yeah. lot. Well, we're living on our RV right now, so I'm, yes. I'm, I'm podcasting. I bought here. a horse in Wickenburg a couple of years ago. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, cool. So I got to go drive around there, and it's very cool. And, and it's uh, it's changing a lot right now. I mean, yeah, it's I bet you really. It's up. Yeah, it is. And matter of fact, we're building up here right now. We're we're mm-hmm. actually building. Well, we're building four houses up here right now. So. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, so we're doing a Busy. lot of stuff, but yeah, but it's great though. But we are going to be coming down to Texas uh, in the not too distant future, so cool. um, come down and visit. And I got awesome. a lot of friends down there, and so we'll have to look you guys up. Yeah, absolutely. Go to the Hard Eight and get some barbecue or something, or, 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 or go to go to Zeno's on the Square too. I, I like uh-huh. that as well. So funny. Anyway, yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. The fire oak's pretty good too for yeah. good steak. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, hey, it's great having you guys on. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm just totally impressed with you guys. You, you guys are the epitome of of what, uh, you know, what being an entrepreneur and having an idea and just taking it and 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 making it happen. And and uh, well, my hats you. off to you. Thank you. Thanks. Ours are too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been fun. It was really great to get to talk to you, and and we look forward yeah. to next time. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys got a podcast too. Uh, you should want to shout that out as well. <clears throat> yeah, we got a podcast called Making Hay Chicks. Um, you know, it's okay. going through its its stages right now, and hopefully, we can kind of get a little bit more direct on how to show people how to make a little hay. Nice. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, hey, well, I look forward to just watching you guys continue to grow. And, and uh, you said you've got you've got something else new coming out, I think, too, you were saying. Uh, you know what? We've always got some idea up our sleeve. It's just whether or not which one comes to fruition first. And right. you, know, you know how it is that if we go back to that manufacturing part, you got to yeah, make sure yeah. that it, yeah. it, it's going to last the <laughs> Yeah, last it's going to go the, the distance. Yeah, yeah no exactly. one hit wonders. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, man, it was great having you on, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking to you. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Dan. We'll see ya. You bet. I come from a long line of legendary men, sons of the desert, and riders on the wind. Got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me. I ain't got much, but I'm free. I've always been one to do it my own way. I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage. I don't know nobody, nothing. Everything I got's my own. Some say I'm just a man to the bone. I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride I'm a cowboy, that's my brain Until the day I die yeah, I got an old guitar set of strings from the radio to the rodeo i'm gonna do my thing i don't compromise on nothing what you see is what you get i may be broken busted but they ain't killed me yet i'm a cow-